Mark Tufo was born in Boston, Massachusetts. He attended UMass Amherst and obtained a BA and later joined the U.S. Marine Corps. He was stationed in Paris Island, South Carolina, 29 Bombs, California, and Kenaway Bay, Hawaii. After his tour, he went into the human resources field with a worldwide financial institution and has gone back to college at CTU to complete his master's. He wrote the first installment of the Indian Hill Trilogy in college and sat in his garage until 2009 when he published it on Kindle. He has since written the Zombie Fallout series and is working on a new zombie book. He lives in Maine with his wife, three kids, and two English bulldogs. Visit him at marktufo.com or zombiefallout.blogspot.com or www.facebook.com backslash pages backslash mark hyphen tufo backslash one three three nine five four three three zero 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 nine eight four three for news of his new uncommon installment of Indian Hill Trilogy and upcoming installments of the Zombie Fallout series. My God, Mark, you gotta update your website, buddy. This is the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Special edition interview with Mark Tufo. So how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Just staying busy. Yeah. How do you uh how does it feel now that 20 is out and done? You know, it's funny, man. Once they leave my desk, I don't even, it's like, so it's out of my head. When was it, uh, when, when were you done with it? Oh, it wasn't, man, it was been a minute, probably, uh, February. I think I handed it off. Oh, wow. So you've had some downtime. Well, what passes for downtime after writing? Well, no, because it's on to the next. It's not uh, Laurel resting. Yeah. You jumped right into 3D printing droids and stuff like that. Fuck. That was not the smartest move on my part. <laughs> are you going to paint it and stuff? Or what are you doing with it? Oh, the little dude. Yeah, I got to sand it and then do some painting and stuff. But I'm, I'm planning. That was just a test. I'm planning on doing full-size droids. Ah, <sighs> okay. uh, No. I know. If, if you got over your agoraphobia, you could go to Disney and create a real, actual droid that's remote control and working it and everything. Yeah, they're, they're about this big. I've seen them. Yeah, but they're cool to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, I, I want to go just to do that. Yeah. So I'm going in uh, June. Mary's got a conference down there for work. So I told her, I'm like, it got like three days off. I said, I'm going to go spend two days at Universal and then I'm going to go to Hollywood Studios one day and I'm just going to wait in line and get on Rise of the Resistance and just walk around Star Wars land for the day until she comes meet me at night after her convention. That's awesome. Yep. So I want to try to get into the uh, the cantina. I have no desire to try blue milk, but you know, if it's just one person, you get a better chance of, of getting in and, and doing stuff. So last time we did it, it was dead, and we got to do the Millennium Falcon or uh, Smuggler's Run twice, which was fun. <laughs> yeah. So, and I know. Uh, last time I went to Disney was shit. I think when I was in college, one of the spring breaks, I think it was a freaking junior. Man, that was a long time ago. Wow. So that's when Hollywood Studios was still MGM Studios, probably. 
I don't even remember. Yeah. And we were, we were drinking. So <laughs> actually college MGM might not even been open yet. I don't probably not. You graduated 90 something or two, or were you in the eighties? Late eighties. Yeah. Yeah. MGM wasn't even open then. So yeah, it would have just been Epcot. Uh, Animal yeah. Kingdom wasn't even open then. So, wow, that's old school. It is. <laughs> so, um, you're, so 20, your twenties in the bag and you're working on 21 now, or are you doing the, uh, the, the fantasy thing? Oh God. You know, I was a uh, full steam ahead on the fantasy and then it just kind of sizzled out fizzled i don't know you know sometimes they take hold sometimes i gotta freaking restart the crank you know come on baby come on (laughs) so it's it's like three quarters done i just need to finish at least the first book you know so yeah and you got lichen was did you finish lichen at the same time as zombie were you writing the two of them in conjunction with each other or is there Uh, a little be aware of the uh this yeah there's something else going on but um okay. no uh when the hell i handed off like and fallout six seven whatever the hell it is i handed that off uh at the beginning of last month mm-hmm. or no the end of last the beginning of this month so may may april yeah so yeah. that now it goes into sean's hands and depending on his schedule so we'll mm-hmm. see uh where that goes from there he's a busy man he, he hasn't replied to my emails uh you know i sent him a text and like he literally got right back to me and he was like um i'm busy i'm in the studio i'll text back to you but that was it you know <laughs> i was kind of like well, why do you oh I, I'm, I'm sure he's swamped and i yeah. uh so what are you gonna do mm-hmm yeah, it bums me out. I used to, we used to, um, God, we used to talk a lot, but uh, yeah, it's been a couple of years now. Yeah. But he's, so he's, is he working on, I'm certain it must be done. Uh, 20 must be done, right? Because it's coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm out of that loop. You know, uh, Audible says, hey, it's going to be this date. And I go, okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you. Oh, so you're totally hands off when it comes to that. So you hand in the book and then you're, yeah, I did my part. It's all in the publisher's hands and, and things like that. Exactly. 100%. Ah, uh, I guess that's good though. Um, less you got to worry about, or do you want to have more control over what happens or you did? No. You're done. God, if I can't trust Sean to do it, then, you know, I'm kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. What would you do if Sean was unavailable? Oof. Would there be a uh, uh, a revolt? I used like I think the fans would uh would boycott. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a clause in that contract where um if for whatever I, I, I don't know how I might I hope I don't misspeaking or if Audible's listening or if I get this wrong, I'm sorry, but I believe that if like something were to happen and like sean just said i can't do it right now they have the ability to move on like oh i mean i would not sanction that but right ultimately i don't know that i'd have a choice 
or they could chat GPT him or whatever the hell that thing is, use his, oh. his voice like they did with Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. That, 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 I'll be honest, that uh, starts to get felt relatively frightening, that uh, AI, you know? I mean, obviously now, the, I know a lot of um, cover artists and stuff are worried because mm-hmm. th- that chat crap is starting to take over their profession and it's already writing children's books but like you know people are funny like oh you can't do a hand or it's children's books are horrible but it won't be long till they're not yeah it give them a year or two and they'll have everything down so yeah it's going to put independent guys like you know voiceover actors like me that are small time out of out of work you know it's going to affect a lot of the arts. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't doubt, you know, relatively soon it starts recording songs, you know? It already already, did. Yeah, it already has. Yeah, yeah, people weren't too happy about it. It wasn't a very good song, and it wasn't from very good artists, in my opinion, but yeah, we will get into that. <laughs> I mean, but like, you know, Joe Schmo with no experience doing anything, you know, mm-hmm. puts in two parameters, and all of a sudden he's got you know, a work of art, you know, so yep. it, uh, it's concerning. Sounds like an interesting topic for a novel. No, oh, God. Uh, no. That but it's not death and destruction. There have to be more death and destruction. <laughs> it always can be. I mean, they've been doing AI books and movies about this coming for decades. Yeah. So it's, it's bound to happen, man. Eventually it's, it's going to. So I agree without a doubt. I mean, now you just got to roll with it and hope you adapt depending mm-hmm. on what it throws at us. Yeah. How is Chloe doing? <laughs> she, I don't know if you heard her bust my door and I had the door shut. Yeah. I heard it open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was her face. I figured it wasn't Tracy busted it. I figured it was one of the <laughs> dogs. So. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is she's deaf. So I don't think she has any idea of how, absolutely loud she can get yeah is she fully deaf or can she hear a little bit like certain no, frequencies she, she's nothing fully yeah gotcha how long has she been that way birth as far as i know oh wow so you haven't had yeah. her since she was, you had her since she was a puppy or did you get yeah. her later yeah. yeah what happened what happened was um un- we had a unfortunate other puppy in this incident um uh, Riley had passed away and uh, Tracy was like, we're getting another dog. I was like, I don't want to get another dog. I'm not ready for another dog. We're getting another dog. So you you know who won that battle. So we went to this breeder on Long, Long Island and uh, we picked out Chloe. And uh, God, and smart dog, smartest dog we've ever owned. And uh, But we were like, God damn, this dog is stubborn. She will not listen, you know. Like, if she wasn't looking, it'd be like, Chloe, come on, come here, come on. Nothing. Nothing. So, like, it, 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 took, it took a while before it actually dawned, like, this dog might be deaf. So, we actually um, went down to a specialist uh, down in Portland and got her tested, and she's stone deaf. So, we contacted the... She uh, was talking about her. We talked, contacted the breeder, and... Uh, by this point, we've had her about six weeks, and the breeder's like, "Well, you can bring her back." I'm like, I'm "Not bringing this dog back. I love her." You know? Right. She's like, "Well, I can give you your money back," and I was like, "Ooh, that's an interesting proposition." 
Or she's like, we just had another litter. Uh, do you want another puppy? You know, so I was like, no, oh, all right. So that's why we got the two. We got Chloe and Holly. So. The sisters, brothers? Cousins. Cousins? Okay. Cousins, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we ended up with two dogs when I wanted none. Yep. No, I've, I've, I've been there. We had a, a cat, me and my ex, and, you know, the cat passed, and she went to the uh, shelter to get one cat, and it was, they had two little kittens that were just playing with each other, and she's like, well, I have good news and bad news. I found a cat, and it comes with a brother. You know, two totally different cats, but they were the little runts of the litter, and yeah. they were just inseparable. You know, they just loved playing together, so it's like, all right, I, I, I guess, you know, it's like potato chips. You can't just have one. This is true. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> so take me through the process a little bit. I think uh, some of the listeners and people have been asking questions like, what is involved in writing 20 at this point? Where do you go with it while you're writing? Do you go off on a tangent or do you still have a kind of a format that you're going with? Oh, yeah. I'm sure book one, I was one. Uh, I'm a spoiler. I don't want to. I don't know. Mostly fans listen. It's not wouldn't be too many spoilers, but right. I mean, I, I had no fucking clue that they were going to be on a carrier traveling the world, and mm-hmm. you know, more of a military than it was family and all that kind of crap. But um, yeah, it's just kind of organically shifts on its own, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go in a direction, and you think to yourself, why? Why am I going? down this road and was there an was there an, another besides a carrier was there another place they were going in the story where you just like no nah, they can't they, they can't end up here we gotta we gotta go in a different direction uh i can't say that has ever happened but i have painted myself in corners a few times and they'll literally be about two three days where i have to figure out how am i going to get out of this particular scenario that makes sense and wasn't cheating you know cheating my way out of it Mm -hmm. was there anything in particular that uh that comes to mind that you wrote yourself and you're like how do i how is it a how do i get mike out of this situation or how do i how do i continue on down this road without it just ending abruptly no, it was more of a, um, like I, they s- stepped on a landmine kind of thing. And how do they remove their, how do they lift their foot up and not blow themselves in half kind of thing? Mm-hmm. But no, in terms of scenarios, no, it's, I'm still having a good time uh, having it flow along. Mm-hmm. Is Mike, um, as prominent in this book, I know you said it's going to be, you're trying to focus a little more on not the kids, but the, the other, where you went with the journals, it's, I'm forgetting the, the two British kids' names. Are they in this one as well? Yeah, it's kind of, it's pretty much the same format as uh, 19 was. So okay. Mike's definitely front and center, but maybe a little off to the side too. It's still a lost journals type yeah. of story? Yeah. So how do you end that? Not the end of the book, but how do you end where it's now 16 was the last book and then you went into 17 with the lost journals. You're like, all right, we got to continue this journey. What, how many journals are lost and how many are they going to find? Well, that's a good question, Jeff. Um, 
there'll be as many lost journals as people are willing to buy. How's that? Then, dude, you ain't ever going to end. <laughs> uh, if I don't you know. write it, they will buy, you know? <laughs> I've, I've said it before. Um, if if it's not fun to write and people aren't having fun reading it, that'll mm. be the point where I go, okay, all right. You know, we're both spoken. So, but right now I'm still, you know, love uh i love writing it so and folks seem to still enjoy reading it so i'm good yeah there definitely seems to be a a a big fan following still for these stories i mean people are clamoring for it and they're excited so i mean the actual book book came out but audible doesn't come out until june 6th Sixth, yeah this is unusual way back in the day when uh we launched a few. I don't. I don't know if you're familiar with ACX versus Audible. ACX yeah. is, yep. yeah, the independent arm. Um, when we were doing them that way, this was the way we did it. We would release the ebook, and then you know a month or two down the road, the audio would come out. And then uh, when Audible came into the mix, we kind of synced up the time. Well, they synced up the timeline so that the releases were at the same time. Mm-hmm. But uh, due to circumstances beyond my control, um, that's why this one's happening like this with the delay in the audio. Have they given a reason for it, or? Yeah, and I'm not. I, not really at liberty. Uh, the Will only thing they would be the same. I don't think so. No, like it'll probably come out at the same time then. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, um, and then they actually wanted us to delay the ebook, but we had already put in the pre-order and if you delay the pre-order you get penalized um so we we couldn't you know which is funny i mean they're all you would think one of you know the ebook side could talk to the audio side and they could work it out but i mean they're almost like two separate companies so it was like we're not we're not screwing one to you know we can't right now is the ebook the uh, Kindle or yeah Kindle Kobo iBooks um, okay. so whatever it's the all done by the same publisher is it all done is it all the same publishing company or there's somebody else it's just amazing that there's so many different divisions that it has to go to how many hands does it pass through before it gets gets done I would have thought it would just all be the same thing no no that would uh that would be nice but no. <laughs> So it's like, you know, like when you release an album, you can go on Apple or Spotify or yeah. Amazon. Everybody wants, everybody wants their little percentage and cut. Yes. Yes. So, I forget, which did you say you get a bigger percentage out of? Uh, probably the ebooks. Ebooks you make the, the most out of? Yeah. So that's, that's not audible. So that's no. The, I don't. Is that like Kindle or iBooks and things like that? <laughs> Amazon, Amazon okay. would pay the best for uh, the ebook format. So everybody buy it on Amazon. No, yeah, that would be awesome. Mark's got to eat, you know. But I, it's, the puppy's got to eat. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to have starving dogs. No, That's they'll not- they'll they'll eat you like a, as fast as a cat will. <laughs> Hi, hon. Mary's creeping by, so she doesn't make noise. She waves. She says hello. It's better than the dogs crashing my door in. Exactly. 
Mark says hi. Hi. <laughs> so, um, so do do lichen in twenty? Do, are they interconnected? Kind of. No, not at all. Not it's still separated not, by the time gap. Yeah, not at all. Now, what made you want to do two of them at the same time? Uh, it's just whatever the muse says. Um, and I don't know. I got a hair across my ass to write that Lichen book. I was just thinking about uh, Azil's and Mike's kids. And I was like, oh, man, that could that could be some fun. So mm -hmm. just started writing it, and it, it took off. But it, it, I wasn't writing them at the same time. You know, I'd write one and then write the other mm -hmm. for, for a span. And then flip-flop flip-flop back and forth but not in the same day or anything the same week did you ever get confused which book you were writing at the time and which idea and you're like oh crap this is for zombie not lichen believe it or not for whatever reason no i can uh keep them pretty separate which is amazing because you know ask me what if i had for lunch today and it's like well i don't know it was something edible. Yeah. Do you write every day? <laughs> yes, except for the weekends. I try to, uh, I used to write every day. Um, then I was like, I, this is unsustainable. So I figured I would uh, just do Monday through Friday, try to be like a normal human being. A nine to five type of day job. Do you set up an alarm? Do you get up at a certain time during the day? And do, uh, do you say like, you know what, I'm going to write till five. And then I'm done. No, the um, the dogs. You know, I've got it in my head that the dogs need out, and they need out by seven thirty is about the longest they're gonna go. Mm -hmm. So I'm usually up and about between ten past seven and seven thirty. And if I'm not, they're like, uh, "Dude, it's time to get up." Yeah. You know, so it's gonna be. A and then uh, by the door if you don't get up. Yeah, and then in terms of um nine to five it's more of uh the word count is what i go by your word count and correspondence is kind of how many words do you try to write a day i'm about two grand wow two yeah what's that work out to be in pages roughly or does it not translate uh five it's not bad five. yeah that's about five at the time yeah, so just... some... go, go ahead, ahead man now, as I say, are there times you're just staring at the computer going, shit, you know, writer's yeah. block type of thing? Or do you just, uh, I know some people, they'll just, they'll just start typing and writing and seeing where it goes and where it flows and then go back and read it and be like, wow, that was total shit. I need to just get rid of all of this. Or do you yeah, have those, that idea in your head as to where it's going to go? I try to, I try to, and every night before I go to bed, it's kind of like, um, get a rough idea of where i want to go the next day so i don't get up like duh <laughs> you know it doesn't always work out like that and like i said i've run into those walls where I'm, they're in they're in a situation that like short of nuclear weapons and you know and the hulk coming down there there's no way to get out of this friggin this dilemma but um is that for sure no. yeah the hulk something yeah. <laughs> in the DC universe now yeah no the hulk shit marvel I'm sorry. Damn. Whatever. Screw that one. <laughs> <laughs> so no spaceships? No, not in the zombie fallout. No. I guess I could I guess I could work them in. 
So speaking of spaceships, uh, no, that was a crazy show you had, huh? Yeah. Oh, uh, the last uh, Indian Hill with the yeah. ten people battle royal or whatever we had. That was, that was a lot of people. I enjoyed it doing that way, but I'm like, all right, this is a lot. This is a little bit too much to to kind of keep track of. <laughs> yeah, that that's exhausting. I don't know how anybody knew when to talk. It was I wasn't as bad as I I thought it was going to be. Everybody talking over one another, and it, you have your, your your moments where people would, but it wasn't that bad. So it was kind of funny the whole time we're doing it. I'm like, I would love Mark to chime in and pop in here as a surprise, but if he does, this is going to go so much longer, and it's going to be so much more confusing. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel bad. Like you know, these folks are coming on to shoot the shit, and I don't want to like all of a sudden become the focus i mean obviously but the story is the focus of the podcast but right i don't want to come on and be like uh taking over their time you know oh they love it though don't ever think that that's a a, a treat and a surprise for them and I, I made the mistake of saying mark might chime in you know later later on and i think once we all got going i got a couple of emails afterwards being like i thought mark was coming on i'm like did you even notice he wasn't there as we were all not saying we you know we didn't miss you but it was once everybody kept talking and going it's just the course of the conversation just you know it just it it, it flowed it wasn't you know yeah I'm not no, saying we didn't miss you because we did we missed you mark but you know it would have been fun if you had come in but you know i get it you know, I understand stuff happens with you. So it's not, you know, your responsibility or anything. It was, but it was fun. It was, it was good doing that episode. I hope to do that again. It's, I think once we get this, get into the zombie series, because I'm going to do that one last, because that has the most mm -hmm. amount of books. And that's going to be, you know, a good half year, half year project once we get going, um, probably starting in September or, or October. Um, that's going to be. It, it might be never ending. I might be putting out more stories and you can get podcasts, man. That That's fine. Podcasts never end. <laughs> Joe Rogan's on like 2,500 episodes right now. So I think we can, we can do it. And I had thought about that. Mary had asked me the other day. She's like, so what happens when you do every book? I'm like, you know, I haven't thought that far ahead. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. You know, we'll start doing fan fiction or whatever we want to do. Maybe Mark will have his dinosaur porn novels started by then so maybe they were already out you know oh is that is that the the big uh the big reveal coming up at the end of 20 yeah you just now you just gotta figure out my pen name marco's so. mike goes back in time to the prehistoric era <laughs> find, finds a wormhole so when is indian hill 8 coming out and i know you say you stuck the landing but Having re-listened to all of them two to three times, there's there, there's a hole at the end of that landing where you can just keep going down because it's left as a cliffhanger. It is. You know, is. Mike says, get me Mike on the phone. And there's a spaceship coming in. And you ended it at one originally. And then you ended it at three originally. And you kept going. <laughs> I did that for you, man. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> About six uh -oh. years before I discovered you. I actually uh I, was, I actually have like a page or two of Indian Hill 8 written. I don't 
have any designs right now to do anything with it. I don't mean to stamp on your happy face. It's quite all right. But, uh, there is a glimmer. How's that? Mm -hmm. What would you, how would you start it? What would you do? How would you bring back? Because they're already, it looks like they're coming. Is it the Bajarians coming at the end of seven or is it Strivers or is it a totally different entity? Would you introduce um, new characters? Let's in, do the book right my, now, Mark. Let's brainstorm. Come on. In in my head, it was something completely different. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, the, all the noise they made from their battle attracted something else. So Ooh, something has awakened. Yes, it, the Kraken. Release the Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask: How did you come up with some of the names for these characters and the like, the, the like Strivers and Progerians? And is that just in your head, or would you like? What were the were the Progerians always named the Progerians? Were they something else? And you went, no, that sucks. It's gotta be. It's gotta be different. No, you know. See, the problem is, is all of that originated, you know. Oh my God, 30 something years ago, you know, so the mindset where I came up with those names would be tough to, to tough to let you know. I mean, I had the Strivers and the Progerians and the Genogerians. That was all many moons ago and could have been yeah. drug fueled for all we know. Mm -hmm. And most likely was. <laughs> so it's not like Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, where you're like, you're staring at a bedpan. It's like, oh, it's Remo Nevada. Here you go. Here's your, here's your name. <laughs> so, so you can't I mean, remember what any of it was? But no. no. I, honestly, the origin, no. We'll stop. We'll, 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 we'll shut down for the night. You'd be like, oh, my God, that's where I came up with it. I'll message you. You can Text edit me. it. Yeah, sure. It came up like this. So, um, so you got, so 20s out is done. Seven is, is it seven or six? I keep forgetting. Um, Technically. One, two, three, four, five. It's six. Six. If you, put, if you include Demon Fallout, it's six. Okay. So that's done. And you were working on the fantasy thing when you said that kind of went, but you've been doing a little bit of your Mondays with Mark with that. Where are you going? Have you started anything new? Yes. <laughs> Can't talk about it. <laughs> it should um, be you and me. No one watches this at all. No, no, no the the one person in Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not the fantasy uh, thing. So where do you go with the uh the videos now? The your YouTube page, seeing as you're not doing you wrote a, you, you read a little bit. Of uh, of of liking it was it liking or, yeah, I was liking the other day. I did uh, I did the first page of ZF twenty yesterday. Just yeah, kind of. Was. I was just thinking liking, I, I like it in my head. I'm trying to avoid any part with a woman in it. So. <laughs> you, you can't do a woman's voice. Nobody wants to hear my falsetto. <laughs> I'm sure Tracy would love to hear how you portray her voice. And then for whatever reason, my my women voices tend to be British and that's bad too. So not only do I do a bad voice characterization of a woman, it's mm -hmm. in British and that, and I'm told that's like a Dick Van Dyke, um, chitty, chitty, bang, bang type of, um, accent. 
Yeah. 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 I do a lot of, uh, when I try to do a lot of voices, when I'm reading for auditions, a lot of stuff comes out Southern. Cause I try uh, to lose my Boston accent. Well, I lose my Boston accent when I'll do a reading, but a lot of my auditions, they come out like everything is Southern for some reason. I don't know why. And I'm like, wow. That, yeah. That, that he's not from Alabama. Or, you know, I'll be like Alabama. I'm like, no, that's not it. He's supposed to be just a regular guy. <laughs> I know. It, it's, it's, um, you have to like diligently work at the losing the Bostonian. Like when I see a word with an R in it, you know, and then it's like R, caramel, you know, or mm-hmm. no, it's not, it's not camel, man. It's, you know, nobody understands what the hell you're saying. But then so, you get the opposite where people put R's at the end of words that just end with an A, you know, idea. There's no R yeah. at the end of idea. It's an idea. Well, my, my mother-in-law was from uh, the Midwest and she would add ours. Like she would w- wash her clothes. <laughs> like what the, what the hell is putting words, ours and words that aren't there. <laughs> it's like, you guys giving me a hard time, you know, come on. Come I on. never understood why the Boston accent was so fought against where you had all different accents. And when I went to broadcasting school, they, they talked about this and I, I can't remember why, but every other accent that you have in the country where people are on the radio or TV, they talk in their accent. If you're down South and you watch a, a news broadcast, listen to radio stations, they're talking in their things. But in Boston, you can't use your Boston accent if you were on Boston radio or TV. It was just considered so ugly of a, a dialect that you had to change it. And I think it's awesome, but um, I think it is hard for other people to understand. Like if you, you don't live in Boston, it's, and it's a super localized um, dialect. Like I, I went to school out in Western Mass and they didn't talk Bostonian. I mean, they talked, you know, their weird shit, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the hard Boston accent. So it, it's like, it's Boston end of story you know yeah depending upon which part you're in either southie or easty or you know well that's even funny because you can uh east boston is even harder you know you you like listen to an easty and you're like oh my god speak english will you you know (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of crazy how it's portrayed but now with you know the the not the the surgeons of the ben affleck and matt damon type of thing where the Boston accent is kind of revered now with the Sam Adams commercials and, you know, my cousin from Boston, you know, yeah. It's fucking funny. <laughs> so you can't tell us what you're working on now. You can't tell us how ZF 20 ends. Well, what no, is- that would be great. <laughs> it's going to continue though. I assume. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no, def- it doesn't like end like 16 ended and then you went into to 17. Did you always have a 17 in your head when you ended 16? You know, when I first start, when I, the first page with the cursor blinking on 16, I was like, this is it. We're done. Mm-hmm. What do you do? We're, and I was like, we're done. Um, and I, I mean, I was probably two chapters in. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do another one. Let's see what happens. Let's see how sixteen goes. So, 
it I started off with the intention of stopping, but that changed quickly. How soon after you were done with 16 did you get the, the oh I gotta I, I gotta start writing 17 or I got an idea for for honestly 17. 17 was done before 16 came out. Wow. Yeah. So you always had yes. 17 kind of in the back of your head. Did you think they'd be an 18 and a 19 and a, a 20 at that point? Well, or? yeah, once once I pulled the can the lid off the can, you know, mm -hmm. I kind of knew from that point. Um where we're going after 20, man, I don't know. I honestly, you know, it, it'd be it's hard to say, oh my god, ZF 30, but I mean it could happen. I don't mm -hmm. know. Would you ever bring back some of the older characters? Because it's do you're doing lost journals. Like, would we bring Dino back for a little bit or anything? Or uh, I don't know. You know, I, I hate to start opening those loops, mm -hmm. you know, or, or rethreading them. Because obviously, you know, a lot of folks miss uh, a certain stoner. You know, like bring him back, do that, and uh, you know, when I read um, the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings freaking years ago uh just obviously it blew my mind i loved the story but when like gandalf the gray died on that bridge and then was like reborn as gandalf the white i kind of thought that was cheap you know so mm -hmm. i don't that's me the so there'll be no trip the trip the lucid or anything like that <laughs> i well he is trip the fan the wizard in uh in the fantasy book if i could just friggin finish it you know so trip is in the fantasy book yes okay yes any other characters in the fantasy book or i have decided that in that fantasy book the entire library of characters i have written shall at some point show depending i don't know if they're going to be a cameo or they're going to have a main part you know mm-hmm Okay. So question I had, we talked about a little bit last week in Indian Hills seven, where, and shit, I forget the guy's name, the guy who injects himself with the Striver DNA and the Striver blood changes his name oh. to uh, Peter Pender. It was a Peter Pen, not Peter Penderton, Peter something, Parker, whatever. He had the PPs, changed his name to Mad Jack. Was that intentional to kind of wrap things up and, and tie them in together, or we just like, hey, what the hell? Uh, it was. I can do that whatever I want. It, yeah, it was more. It was. <laughs> it was more of an Easter egg, okay, uh, than anything. So, you know, I have a brainiac that will do just about anything. I figured I would uh, mess with it. It was funny. Uh, I never, you know, going back to the ZF series, I didn't realize how many people, you know really dug mad jack you know um, and then i'm just like yeah mad jack he meets a bad end you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like, okay moving on and people are like why did he go you know <laughs> everybody's got their favorites yeah yeah you never know until uh you get the hate mail yep were there any characters you killed off that you wish you hadn't Oh, you know, if I could rethink the trip thing, because he's so much fun to write, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think I would have kept him around for sure. Can yeah. you hear Chloe ripping? Of course I can. What is she? Is she oh. just, is she playing with a toy or what is she doing? No, no, she's sleeping. 
Oh, that's sleeping? That's sleeping. Oh, wow. Did she come up? Does she sleep in the bedroom with you guys? God, no. But I wouldn't be able to sleep. How would you sleep with that noise? Holy crap. We actually had um, surgery to like open her nostrils more and stuff so she would breathe easier. It's not always this bad, but of course, every time I'm on a podcast, she it is. You know what? She's her own her own character. She's got her, her her spots in the book. You know when is when is Book of Chloe coming out? I know, right? That would be a fun one because she's a character for sure. Mm-hmm. So, ah, uh, shit! I lost my train of thought. Just gonna ask something about something else. Oh, in so with and I keep going. I know I this whole thing. I keep going back to. To Indian Hill for some reason. I don't know why. It's my favorite story that you've written. Uh, I think out of everything. And I love zombies and I loved uh, uh, I liked Lycan, but just Indian Hill with me. I don't know why it resonated. It just it it just did. It's, would you ever consider writing a different tale with aliens in it? Or so Yeah, you know, I've actually I, 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 was I have um I actually have another um, story started that I actually started back in college too. The same thing. It's an alien story. So you could pull that out and dust it off and maybe pull, do the same, uh, same treatment I did with Indian Hill, you know, go back out to the garage. Yeah. Yeah. Actually dust that, it, that, that in my office. I was <laughs> smart enough to bring that into my office. <laughs> nice. There's actually looks like there's plots of land available up in the old Indian Hill area where you could uh I think it would be ironic if you built built a house there. You know what? If I had like Bill Gates money, I think I'd buy the whole thing, rip down all of those effing houses and put the damn thing back the way it was. Wow. Yeah. So at the end where Paul says he's gonna, you know, he's gonna rebuild the hill and put homes there was that after that had already happened or were you the cause when, of, of them going oh maybe we should put houses here this is what this novel says no yeah no the, the house the they i can't remember how long ago they did the development but it's been a good long while so definitely indian hill was out oh no it wasn't out yet so yeah i took a page out of what had already happened mm-hmm Kind of uh, art imitating life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So reflecting. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of, what's the the deal with the widespread panic concert at Red Rocks? Are you definitely doing that? Yeah, I am. I'm. Um, I've been debating a, a meet and greet, but the concerts are happening. Oh, so you're definitely doing the? Are you doing all three? Is it three days that they're doing? Yeah. And you're doing all three days? Yes. Are you excited and trying not to jump out of your skin right now? Because I can see the smile on your face. Oh, God, it's so much fun. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's just a big, it's three days of a party, you know, and it's just, yep. uh, it's fun. And then I get to, I'm meeting a buddy, um, a Marine Corps friend out there, you know, we've been going to the shows the last couple of years, so. And he, he was like, I got to initiate him into the cult, you know, so that was fun. And I wasn't sure that first year we went, you know, how he felt, but like he called me 
It's like, hey, we going to next year's shows? I'm like, of course we are, man. So, so they have to know. I know you said you you tried to get the book into someone's hands and tried to make them aware of you know their their tie at Red Rocks with you at somebody in their camp. I mean, granted, Red Rocks is an amazing concert venue and a lot of bands are starting to do it there, but somebody had to tell them or had, they have to know at some point this crazy guy up in Maine wrote a novel about us. And we were at Red Rocks when aliens came down and, and abducted, you know, a couple thousand people. They have to be aware of it. As far as I know, they are. I don't have any true confirmation. Um, the two guys that were doing the producing of the Zombie Fallout series were friends, good friends, with a woman. Like I, I don't want to say tour manager, but some sort of manager of the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, got us into one of the shows in Vegas. But she said she could get the. She was going. to one of the guys was interested in the book and that she was going to get it in his hands. And uh, so they had the book and I wrote down, you know, my love for that group and all that stuff. But I never heard anything, but as far as I know, it, you know, who knows? It might be in the, might ended up in the trash can of, on the night of the show. You know, I don't know. Okay. I was going to say they probably, you know, did a couple of lines off the book cover. What I don't want to, you know, I don't know if that's what they're into, and I want to. Hey, man, that that would be right with me. I wish I had a picture. <laughs> so I think you have to do the meet and greet. I think you have to. Oh, and I know you're humble, and I know you're you're you know you don't want to say anything to them, but I, I think you have to. You got to make them aware, and they have to know. A, what the what the what they mean to you that you've written them into the story, but just how insane it is that they're playing that concert at that venue and you're there. Oh, you talk about meet and greet with widespread. Yeah, I don't know that I have that opportunity. I wish I did. I mean, oh, it's not it's not an option. I thought it was an option for the like the ticket prices and you know they do like a meet and greet type of thing. No, not not that I've ever seen. Oh, okay. I thought that was like one of those extra bonus things that they have available for it. No, that would be pretty badass. I don't, the problem was, I don't, that'd be a tough ticket. I think that'd be a tough ticket to get a hold of, you know, Mm -hmm. I think everybody and their mother would be trying to get one of those. Are you trying to contact in some backdoor channels to try to get in to meet them or anything? Or are you just, you're happy being out? I I don't know. You know, it's funny because I get people like, oh, you should make a show, do TV and movies and stuff. I'm like, I don't, know who you think i know you know mm-hmm. i don't i don't know anybody you know it's not like i'm i can uh do some serious name dropping at any point you don't know anybody who knows somebody who knows somebody <sighs> you know even god sometimes even when i just try to get like somebody a ticket master like does anybody know anybody a ticket master or yeah. when i was having youtube issues i couldn't find anybody that knew anybody that knew anybody you know with the for the youtube so well, we're my reach is not very i don't have a long reach man it's like it's like <laughs> the dino porn authors are still not getting the respect they need huh <laughs> no i guess not no how crazy would it be if they mentioned the concert footage from the book at the concert 
holy shit i probably i probably just have a <laughs> would you pass out I, it might be a possibility because <laughs> that would be crazy that would be, be crazy. Fun. that would be fun would, would not bother me <laughs> have you ever been to red rocks you see a concert out there you're asking me yeah have you ever seen a concert at red rocks before like live no yeah dude i'm over like a hundred shows out there oh have, yeah oh it's right you lived in colorado yeah that's right yeah. that's right so that's like saying you've ever been to great woods you know yeah. which is now extremely said but i still call it great woods because i'm old school like that yeah if i had my choice between the two it'd be red rocks hands down i think everybody would at, at this yeah. point especially with xfinity with the way don't get me started with Ticketmaster and live nation and all that shit that they're doing well, well that and the neighbors like you can't be over 38 decibels so you know you're like can you I, can you hear them i can't hear what they're playing yeah, yeah and you gotta leave at 11. you know they had yeah. hard out at 11 o'clock and you can't get out of the parking lot until one if you're stuck in the back lot it's kind of crazy unless you want to pay the extra 40 dollars to park in the premium parking and yeah. i saw sabbath out there was it great what man we we got stuck in that parking lot, man, just hours. Uh, it was brutal. I've never been, yeah, I've been in bumper to bumper traffic in Boston. It wasn't anything as bad as that effing parking lot. Mm -hmm. When we left Queen, um, we saw Queen last two summers ago, summer before the pandemic, 19, 2019, or yes, 2019, we saw Queen with Adam Lambert. And we were in like lot C, which is the, in the back, back. And the concert ended at 11 and we literally didn't pull out until 1.30. Oh. And the car in front of us, we're getting ready to go. And he stops. He, he isn't going anywhere because his battery died. He was the, he shut his engine off, but left his lights on to listen to the radio. Oh. And his battery died in his car. Oh, man. <laughs> we were stuck behind him like, shit, we're never going to get out of here. And it was a Thursday night. We both had to get up to work at, you know, 4 a.m. So oh, that's yo. the joy. So we just do premium parking from now on. It's, I mean, the, the, the few concerts that we've been to. I mean, that. yeah. I mean, you got to weigh the difference. Like, is the 20 bucks worth the three hours of my life? And it, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, at this point, that's kind of how we look at it. So. So what are your, what are your days been like since the the book is finished like today what did you what did you do did you write more dude the same thing it, the the dropping of the book means zero to me really like I mean, I, it, it's not like oh i'm gonna party i'm gonna it's just the, the i like i didn't even realize the book had dropped until people were like oh i started reading the book i was like oh i should probably put a notification out that the book dropped today you know so <laughs> i'm serious once uh, it's off my desk it's it's out of my head you know do you have any kind of rituals that you do when you finish a book god when i finished the first zombie fallout one like it was such a mind f you know i was because I, I wasn't normally a writer i wasn't a writer wasn't not i went for like i went for like a hike for a couple of hours try to clear my head because I don't I don't want to throw the term around because I know it, it's a pretty big deal for the women that go through it. But there was a sort of postpartum depression that came with it. Like, you know, I had this brain baby, I guess, and then it, it got delivered. And then like, now what? Yeah. So. Well, zombie follow up, too. 
which happened <laughs> and continues to happen maybe that's what i'm maybe oh look at me i'm doing psychoanalysts maybe that's what i'm trying to avoid is uh if i just keep writing them i know that i won't have to worry about it ending how do how would zombie books end? do they can you kill all the zombies uh, never I think really you've done that in any any movies or books that I've ever read about zombies. They never kill all the zombies. They kind of just find a way to coexist and live with them. I probably if you've read enough of me, you know it's going to end on the other side of that spectrum, where the humans are going to be are going to go. Yeah, uh, that would be seems the more feasible. Does it ending. end with Mike's death? Not 20, well, we, but when you're done with this series, when you're like, okay, I'm 98 years old, uh, <laughs> speech text isn't picking up all my mumbled words, I can't type because of arthritis, Mike's, I got to stop writing, you know, does Mike, can Mike Talbot die? Oh, God, he's proven pretty resilient so far, <laughs> I guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> all right, all right. Would that be like, I'm going to say like, would you end it that way? But would that be the ending once you like, you're done. Mike's going to die. Like Paul Sheldon killed off misery. He was done with misery. He was finished. Didn't want to do it anymore. Could you? Yeah. Is the question because Mike is kind of you in a way. It would be weird. Uh, you know, I've had him at the precipice a few times. So mm -hmm. I just never, uh, never quite pulled the uh, figurative. Trigger. Okay. I think that's it. Anything right, you brother. want to talk about? No, no, no. I'm good. You're happy. Uh, you're happy with how how twenty came out? Yeah, actually, you know, sometimes I, you know, I write a book and I'm like, eh, I don't know, but this one I feel pretty good. Awesome. Any more talks about a TV show? or anything or anything happened with that audio? i haven't still not that i haven't heard anything at all since i signed it i haven't heard squat well so. they're not writing anything right now because there's a writer's strike out in hollywood so oh well that sucks yeah well that's because of it it has to do with all the streaming services and residuals and royalties and uh streaming fees and you know, basically, if it's if, you know, a writer writes a TV show, they write an episode of Friends, and then it gets rebroadcast on TBS and all these other channels, they get a percentage of that each time. But if you put it on a streaming service, they weren't getting a cut of that. You know, they had an old deal, so to speak. So they're, they're trying to figure all that out. So right now, it's not back. It's only in like the second week, but it could uh, could get pretty hairy. Last I think the last strike went 100 days. And we got some really bad TV out of it because of uh, just horrible writers. You know, we got like season two and three of Heroes, which just kind of went all over the place and went really, really bad. So, yeah, let's hope it doesn't do that. No, not at all. The writers, the writers definitely got to get their due. So, no, I agree. Yeah, no yeah. It was good to see you, buddy. I appreciate you, you as well. The time this week as well. Yeah, I know, right? That's unusual. <laughs> I didn't realize I was such a prima donna, man. Yeah, uh, it was great. You know, is, so, I, so speaking of that, is R2 done?
Does he does he move? Does he talk? No, he is he is 100% done except for the electronics. So body-wise and stuff he's done, but it's just got to be hooked up. You taking a break for a while or uh it's a little past my skill set. I'm trying to gather some help in that <laughs> realm. <laughs> Was there a point where you were building it where you had a wrench in your hand and went, this fucking thing? Uh, no, because once it started coming, well, yeah, I'm not going to lie and say there weren't times <laughs> where I, I wouldn't have hit him, though. I would have like a wall or a bookshelf yeah. or something. But yeah, there was definitely some parts that were friggin' brutal. Oh, I bet. I bet. Been, been there, my friend. So. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule and your evening for coming to talk with me. And uh, I'm sure the fans will be very happy. I didn't tell anybody we were doing this episode. So this is just going to come out on Friday in everybody's feeds as a bonus episode. And when we come back in uh, mid-June, when I get back from Orlando going to Florida, well, I'm rereading Zombie Follow 20 on the plane to your favorite place in the nice. entire world. Um why don't you like Florida? I meant to ask you that. Because it's like 4,000 degrees down there, man. It's muggy. It's hot. I don't like it. <laughs> they got big-ass bugs. And okay. big-ass bugs. But no more than Maine. Dude, I was up there today. I'm up there on Wednesdays. I go up to Lewiston um, to a battery place up there. And my fucking windshield, man, on that truck, Ooh. you cannot – you can literally see and hear them hit the windshield, and then you see the little green splat on it and there is no amount of washer fluid that can get those off once they're dried you know you got to get the the squeegee don't work you like to get to get the credit card or the 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 spatula to get that stuff off man but the the main bugs they are brutal well it's black fly season too which sucks Mm -hmm. well i am responsible for a mass genocide of black bugs up there because they are all over my windshield of my truck and i appreciate it i do come a little further Come a little further north and help us out up here. I will do my best for you, sir. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Mark, thank you very much. You have a good night. Peace. You I'll too. Talk to you. you have been listening to the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Copyright 2023 by Chestnut Hill Studios. Our theme song, Zombie vs. Aliens, was written brilliantly by Burnt Ends. The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast, is a production of Chestnut Hill Studios, and no part of this production can be reproduced, reproducted, rewind, remixed, remastered without the express written consent of Chestnut Hill Studios and is punishable by FCC law and being called a big, fat, stupid doo-doo head. The show was written, produced, hosted, mastered, and edited by Jeff Royds, technical advisor Mary Napoli. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It does help other people find the show. Thank you very much for listening, and as always, if you have not done so, download or buy the books of Mark Tufo. You will not regret it. Well, you might regret it. I don't want to make false promises. I can't. You know, I don't know everybody's taste or anything like that, but just go do it. Thank you.